Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Thursday, December 3rd, and this is episode 63, and it is a weird Thursday because we had no Thursday night football. I don't know how I haven't been able to deal with that. It's been very weird. We did have Wednesday football yesterday, but we got a hell of an episode for you all today. I am joined by two men, two very good men. We got Kyle. Kyle, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, especially after last weekend. Yeah, Minus yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that we'll was, that, that was pretty too. tough. Um, and Josh Bilker, how you doing, my friend? I'm all right. I'm pretty good. We're, we're all right. Yeah, that's the, that's kind of the state of the union of the pineapple couch this week. Um, we've been a little inactive on social media the last four days. That's on me, but we'll be back soon. Don't worry. Um, let's get right into this episode, guys. Um, I want to talk about the Westbrook Wall trade and then a little couple like non-sports things randomly, and then we'll get into NFL Week 13. We got a voicemail from Stephen Young. Looking forward to that. I bet Josh is as well. Um, and uh, Josh, Kyle, let's get into this trade. Uh, Russell Westbrook, who will now be donning the number four for the Washington Wizards, traded for John Wall. And Josh, was there a second round pick included in this deal? No, uh, a, a first round pick. Uh, who from... gets the first round pick? The, the Rockets do, because okay. Westbrook had slightly higher value, I'm guessing. So they had to throw in just a little bit more yeah. to make it. Um, before I get your input on this, I just want to give Kyle credit because in our group chat, the Pineapple Couch group chat, Kyle put the Spider-Man meme of them pointing at each other for Westbrook and Wall. And that's, I think, really the best way to like describe this trade. I don't know how it really moves the needle for either team. I mean, I guess in a week yeah. Eastern Conference, we'll talk about that. Initial reaction, Kyle, and then Josh, your initial reaction. Initial reaction is this kind of reminds me of the Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas trade from a few years ago where Isaiah Thomas was coming off a questionable injury that no one really knew how he was going to respond. And they also shipped a first round pick with that too to Cleveland in order to get Kyrie. And obviously for the Cavaliers, it didn't really work out because Isaiah Thomas was never the same. With the Achilles injury, I just I really don't see John Wall being the same, especially with his explosive game that he has. I just don't see him having that pop anymore. Yeah, before we go to you, Josh, it, it, it's really hard to think of a player who's more dependent on speed in the NBA than John Wall. I mean, the other player you can maybe think of is Russell Westbrook, ironically. Um, <laughs> yeah. Josh, what's your take? Well, so um, the one thing with uh, the Kyrie trade is that at least that first round pick turned into, uh, I think it was Colin Sexton after that, and who actually is turning out to be somewhat of a decent uh, buy for them. But I mean, obviously, it's hard I don't know to tell in that basketball wasteland, too. Absolutely. It really is. You know, all his stats are completely inflated for we call that bad team um, padding. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat. I think this this Westbrook trade, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like a it's a lateral move, you know, horizontal move. It doesn't make you better, really, for Houston, at least. But I'll just get right into it. I think it actually helps the Wizards out a lot, I think, because I, I do think Westbrook's better immediately. And I think um, when we saw John Wall and Bradley Beal play together, fuck, three years ago, they they um, well, they were like a top three seed, I think. They, they, hit, they, had, some, they, they had some battles with those Celtics teams, if I yeah. remember. Um, yeah, I mean... The Eastern Conference, that's why I do think that if you take any side of this trade, I guess it is the Wizards um, because they can now compete in a weak Eastern Conference. Yeah. And if you have it's Russell Westbrook immediate. and Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook is going to feast on those crappy teams in the East in the regular season. He's Absolutely. the total type of guy you want for that, I guess. I just don't think this makes them a contender at all. I think they're kind of a joke. Or not a joke, but they're just I, like, okay, yeah, they'll make the playoffs and not do anything. Exactly, and that's what Russell Westbrook on your team does, really. It just takes up a lot of salary, and you're going to be a six seed at best probably mm -hmm. right now. Um, I think this is maybe what they had to do to get Bradley Beal to stay is maybe what they're thinking, um, because otherwise you have to immediately trade him while he still has yeah. like ridiculous value. He's still the top target, I think, for almost every team if James Harden isn't on the block i think beal is like the prize right i mean yeah so i think they did this to try to retain beal maybe keep him happy keep the washington somewhat in i don't know basketball success for like the immediate mm -hmm. future but long term wise this is not good i mean yeah. obviously kyle you had your hand up for a second go ahead 
Yeah, Josh, to your point, I feel like this definitely raises the floor for Washington. There's that, is it Michael Jordan who says the roof is the ceiling? Um, unfortunately, with the with the Wizards, the roof or the ceiling is now the floor. So it raises their floor. <laughs> but with Westbrook as your main guy now, it's now that's as good as you're going to be as your floor. And we've seen it over yeah. and over again with Westbrook is, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, you'll be a six seed, you'll be a seven seed, but I'm going to predict a first round exit. They're going to be playing the Raptors probably, oh, or potentially the Bucks at that case. And that's definitely going to be a first round exit. So, I mean, good for them for making the seventh seed, but they're out in the first round. And also, so remember oh. too, this next, sorry, Brian, but uh, this next NBA season, the top 10 seeds get uh, a chance at the playoffs because the play in, they're making the play in tournament oh. uh, like a, a new thing. So maybe that's why teams are now. I guess like competing for the middle, I guess is what it with the new lottery odds and the fact that you get a chance to play in. But I mean, congratulations, you get a chance to get fucking swept by the Bucks, Raptors, or whatever yeah. else. Do we it, buy that James Harden wanted Wall over Westbrook? Because that was the report today from Woj that he uh, preferred Wall. I, I mean, f- yeah, I I think yes, but I think Harden is also just like. A fucking idiot in some regard i don't think like you see what happens when you hand him any sort of like um basketball he's everything he's ever wanted that's exactly he's my point he has everything. the perfect offense for him to to do exactly what he wants which is apparently stat pad and pay a ton of strippers basically yeah, this idiot uh, traded russell chris paul for yeah, russell exactly. westbrook that's my idiot. point he forced chris paul out of Houston, which uh, I mean, at that point, Chris Paul had an all-time low value, and now suddenly Chris Paul is like the most daunted, uh, coveted asset in this uh, free agency, and it's just it's very damning. And now he's forced his quote-unquote best friend uh, in Westbrook out too. The the player empowerment era is going to get struck down so hard the next CBA when the owners are like, yeah, enough of this bullshit. We're not going to sign you to a six-year deal and then two years into it trade you to Brooklyn to play with your two best friends. What the fuck? There's got to be a reaction to this, guys, right? Yeah, uh, 100% agree. And speaking of, uh, Durant actually was on some pods. I guess he did the media oh circus uh, last week, which is never a good idea. And he denied all reports, uh, all accounts that uh, Harden wanted to go to Houston or uh, Brooklyn and that they were doing all this thing. But I mean, that's what he has to say. And I just I don't trust Harden uh, or uh Durant's opinion in this case either I, I if anything I think it's more damning that that Harden to Brooklyn is going to happen especially maybe after dealing Westbrook I just think you're what you get you get all these rehab guys DeMarcus Cousins and, and John yeah. Wall and Christian Wood's going to be the only healthy probably. person there eventually all right we'll wrap it up with this I'll go uh, uh to both of you is James Harden on the Rockets come March Kyle Yes, I think that this trade would not have happened had they not gotten James Harden's blessing beforehand. So I think that in doing this, it kind of gives James Harden a reason in his mind to stay. So I think he's still going to be on the team for the rest of the season. Josh? See, I I agree with, with Kyle here, but at the same time, why the fuck would you trade Robert Covington then? It, that, that to me makes no sense either. That, Is Christian me, Wood better? <sighs> No, no, I, I don't. I don't soul, think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, because Robert Covington can defend, I think all five positions is the thing. Um, yeah. and, and I don't even know what Christian Wood is yet. I like him a lot, but again, he only played in Detroit, and well, and then he, I think he made it through like Milwaukee, and uh, there was another team too. I think he made Philadelphia. I think he just kind of went through their like, yeah, uh, yeah, their farm systems, if you will. Okay. Dumb. Well, let's, uh, Josh, do you have anything else on NBA before we move on? I mean, it's just real quick. I just want to tell you what teams are going to be competing for like the six through eight seeds. And that's, uh, I think in, yeah, in the East is Indiana probably is, is there now. I think they've gotten a little bit worse. I think just with, uh, changing things, um, Orlando always there. Charlotte paid Gordon Hayward a ton of money, and I'm sure they imagine they're going to be competing immediately. Washington's right there, too. Chicago. Because, yeah. I, I mean, well, Chicago just hired uh, what's-his-face from uh, Oklahoma City. Billy Donovan. Uh, Billy Donovan. Yeah, so they're, they're probably in the business of 
trying to compete somewhat early. Um, Elena. The East is such ass. I know. It's insane. It's so crazy. Elena gave it's out like so $100 million dollars this offseason for veteran guys. And their roster is now stacked with – it's a middling roster, though, I think. I, I still like what they did, but I, I, you're forcing a lot of people out, your young wings specifically. And then uh, Cleveland, too. I think they they have a lot of money on the books with uh, Kevin Love and Andre Drummond still. So, I mean, fu- like those are all teams, though, that I think could be probably in the, the 10 seed range, at least. And I, I mean, yeah. the only team that's clearly tanking is probably Detroit and New York. Detroit signed a lot of centers, you know, they might make a run. <laughs> they might just unload assets. I have no idea. Yeah. OK, but. let's go to our next subject here, gentlemen. One that I guess Kyle's got a pretty big opinion on. I'm looking forward to it. So today it was announced that so for HBO Max, there was um, Warner Brothers had all these movies ready to come out, go to theaters like normal, right? You had like Kong vs. Godzilla, uh, Suicide Squad. Um, I'm missing two others, but Matrix there's like four. four. Matrix Four, Dune. Yeah. yeah. So the, in the Heights. All- got announced that they are going to be released in theaters and HBO Max at the same time, which obviously now puts a lot of pressure on Disney and Disney Plus because we haven't had a Marvel movie in a year. So you wonder if that's going to maybe force them to put Black Widow the day it comes out. I'm not sure. But this is a lot of news to digest. And with this isn't really opinion. I just think this is a very, very bad sign for the future of movie theaters because this could be one of the first nails in the coffin i am not really too passionate about either i like going and seeing movies in theaters but i also enjoy sitting at home so i'm kind of just like torn kyle i'll go to you how do you feel about this before i get started my rant here i want to ask a question yeah with these movies released to hbo max are they going to still charge you after as well too like really no it's completely complimentary are because the the movies yeah. on Hulu, like I've watched a few brand new movies on Hulu that were all costing money. It was like 30, 40 bucks to watch a movie. So they're going to do it completely free on HBO Max, like not free, but part of the subscription. subscription. Yeah. yeah, they actually, um, they just canceled the, um, uh, the free trial period that they're adding for the December for Wonder Woman coming out on Christmas. So that way people can't take advantage of a free trial. Wonder Woman Disney watch. Plus didn't do that, Kyle. Like, nope. I'm pretty sure when they had Mulan come out, you had to buy it. Like I wasn't really itching to see Mulan, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure you had to buy it on Disney. Plus. Yeah. $30. Like, yeah. So and I, I, also it's coming to Disney plus uh, regular uh, in like four days, I think too, yeah. by the way. So, so I get. I guess what that means is for HBO Max, first of all, what's going to happen is those prices are going to go up in about a year. They're going to get people hooked, and they're going to double the price. Getting a lot more in in the consumer's mind, you're like, oh, well, I'm getting a lot more too. But you're going to be ended up paying now what, like, close to twenty bucks a month for HBO Max to watch a new movie be released once every like three or four months. So my take on it is this: personally, I love going to movie theaters. From the movie theater, just buttery ass, disgusting popcorn. Movies are the only time I actually buy candy and soda together. Like it's the only time I do that as I just splurge on myself. And then yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these theaters nowadays are like way more comfortable than my actual seat at home. Like the actual physical chairs you're sitting in, they recline a little bit. They're super padded. Some of them have waiters. It's a really good experience even before you watch the movie. So in my opinion, like I enjoy that experience and. I have two reasons why I think the theaters won't die. First of all, is I think that with these at-home experiences, it's just going to be too expensive. Like, I do think that, yeah, maybe right now HBO Max is putting these out for free at their current cost. But they're either going to have to A, jack that price up, or B, start charging for these movies. And I've experienced it on Hulu already. I saw King of Staten Island at home. It was 40 bucks for me and my girlfriend to watch King of Staten Island. So... So what I'm thinking is the movie theater I go to in San Francisco, Kabuki Theater, every Wednesday night they have a special where it's like $7 for a movie. So what I think is going to happen with these movie theaters is they're going to start maybe lowering their prices a little bit. At the same time, people say like, oh, well, you can watch it in a group. But how often do you watch a movie with a group of people to subsidize that cost at home? You know, like if you're watching a movie, you're either watching by yourself 
or you're watching, you know, with one other person, maybe two other people. Yeah. So that split cost isn't exactly going to add up every single time you watch a movie. It might be a little bit cheaper to actually go and watch a movie in person. And the second thing is we with the movies are trying to get an experience out of the movie, especially a net new movie. You're trying to really get an experience out of it. It kind of reminds me of you have two options every Friday night. Do you guys want to stay in and drink or do you want to go to the bars and drink? You're going to get, you know, you're drinking the whole time, but you get more of the experience when you go out and you actually go and enjoy, you know, whatever that experience is going to that bar. So I feel like now what movies are going to start to try and do is make it more of an experience to actually entice you to go out. So I feel like personally, theaters won't die. They'll just kind of change a little bit. What those experiences will be, I'm not exactly sure. But right now, the experience I get from a movie, I way prefer going out to a movie than sitting in and watching one, depending on the night, of course. Some nights I feel lazy. Um, but a lot of these movies, too, like, B-Rob, I know you're a big Marvel guy. Yeah. Do you want to watch the brand new Marvel movie sitting at home? It's, or do you yeah, want to go yeah. watch get that full surround sound and this massive TV right in front of your face with all this Marvel action? You're King right. Well, you're... Island. Yeah, Go real ahead. quick. While you were talking about that, I kind of was leaning. You convinced me. I'm I'm a lazy guy, so I was kind of thinking before this, like, yeah, I'll just watch it on my couch. But when you were talking about it, you know what I remembered is that scene in Avengers Endgame when all of them show up through the portals and the whole movie theater lost its freaking mind. And then when Cap chills. picks up you Thor's get chills. hammer. Chills. And you got me. I'm back in it. Especially if they're going to lower the prices. I'm fucking down. So, so I, I agree. I agree. Maybe with maybe with the younger generation, they'll be more on the at home movies. I know at least for me and people that I know, like we really enjoy going to movies. I love that experience. Um, I know that you know maybe there will be some movies I will see at home, but those are movies I wouldn't have already gone out to see in theaters to begin with. Like I'm picking and choosing which movies I want to go see in theaters because I want to see them in theaters. And if there's a bullshit movie that's on HBO Max, yeah, fuck it. I'll watch that one from home. Like I don't really care about this movie. But the movies I do care about, the movies that actually do a good job of production and tying me in and make me want to go to the theater, I'm still going to go to the theater to see it. Yeah, I think like a good way to think about it is like, yeah, I, I'll watch like a comedy like Palm Springs that came out on Hulu this year at home. But if I'm going to go see Star Wars, Avengers Endgame, something like that, you want it in the big theater. I agree. Josh, or Kyle, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, does that change movies now? Are they going to make them more enticing for you to go to theaters? Because I feel like they'd They're make more money with, with more money with people actually going to theaters than people just bumming off of an HBO Max subscription. Well, I think you're right about um, – the HBO Max thing going up, and think about it. There's only four movies coming out this year from Warner Brothers that they're putting on it, and it's probably a down year for the amount of movies they're making. So in other years, maybe there's six or seven movies they're throwing on it a year in HBO Max for free. That's going to cost Jack the Price up way more. So that's really – I didn't think about that. It's a good point. Josh? Yeah. Um, furthermore, on top of that, and this is the argument I've always said for people that like, you know, their own setup or whatever, is the audio is incredible in theaters is the thing. That's how you're supposed to watch movies is with their surround sound speaker system that are all usually pretty good as long as it's like a relatively modern theater. Um, also, the fact that it's like forced to be you know, dark and with the movie, you can't really like check your cell phone at all. It's like a yeah. forced experience in that regard. And it's like your whole attention and your whole experience is on the movie in the best possible circumstance. And it's still the best way to watch certain movies. I, I agree with you guys. I think there's movies that you don't need to watch in actual theaters. Um, yeah, like probably Palm Springs. Yeah, it's perfect streaming movie. It's something you just watch on a lazy day or something. Um mm. But yeah, no, it's to hamper it on. Yeah, I I think um, for right now, I think it's with COVID and whatnot. This is their opportunity that they see to try to maybe, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? To try to take away some of the uh, the theater profit. Yeah, circumvent was was the word I was thinking yeah. of. Um, mm. it, and the theaters and distribution because distribution costs a lot, I'm sure. And also, if you can advertise on your own platform on top of that, it's it's probably easier and cheaper on top of that. Uh, that all being said, um, I'm pretty stoked that they're they're adding all these movies, though, still like these like premiere movies that I would have gone to the theater that I don't have to pay extra for on top of that, which is definitely nice because I wasn't really <laughs> dying to see Wonder Woman, honestly. But I mean, I'm 
gonna see it now for sure now that it's on hbo max so that's pretty awesome and if more people want to stop or start going watching movies at home and stop going to theaters that's fine because there's nothing better walking up to a movie and seeing like three heads in that theater and it's always fun having little side conversations about the movie with someone next to you whoever you're watching the movie with so you don't actually have to worry about like distracting other people you can have that like it's more of an intimate experience so if theaters do end up dying i'm gonna enjoy the last few years of it when i'm by myself in a movie theater yeah there you go it Uh, it could go blockbuster you know where it's just all well. rentals are dead too i mean you know it's it's just the next victim mm-hmm. i don't know all right well yeah. speaking of the next victim hopefully this next doesn't make this the next version of this thing doesn't make me a victim again i don't know if that was a good transition but game of thrones house of the dragon <laughs> is going to be given production in 2021 hbo announced today um they also released like two uh like designs of dragons and whatnot um I'll speak for myself first. Game of Thrones is my favorite TV show of all time. I understand season eight was a dumpster fire. I agree. It broke my heart. It sucked. But seasons one through six, there was just nothing better that I've ever seen in my entire life. So the fact that we get to learn more about this world and George R. R. Martin's mind, and I guess we don't have to deal with Dan and Dave anymore, which is great. Or David. Yeah, it's Dan and Dave. Those are the two guys who produced the... Uh, Game of Thrones, right? The directors, Benioff, Dan, and Dave. I, I know, yeah, yeah. Benioff is definitely the name. Okay, I know. but I just I love this world. I I read the books. I I think it's fascinating. George R. R. Martin has put together just an incredible universe. So I'm really excited to see what this is going to be about. Maybe it's the about the Dance of Dragons, which we've heard kind of about, which is why the, there's so few Targaryens. I'll try and not get too nerdy. Maybe we'll get into it way more in another pod. But Kyle. Are you excited for this, or do you still have a bad taste in your mouth? I am extremely excited. And if you think about it, too, yeah, the last season of the Game of Thrones sucked. But with every single good TV show we have now, the last episodes suck and are disappointing anyways. Because everyone has so many theories on how it's going to end. And it's usually the most predictable way. And everyone's like, oh, it should have been more unpredictable. But it's like, well, the expectations were just ridiculously high for the ending. And it, the unfortunate reality is drawing a conclusion that everyone's going to like is really, really difficult. So that yeah. last season did suck, but I try not let that hamper my entire experience watching Game of Thrones. And it's just got me seasons one through seven have me extremely excited for what's going to happen with the new series. Yeah. And um, I do think that this is a really, really cool. It's this is going to be different than the show because in the show, they're basing it off the books. Right. And that kind of got held up when the books stopped coming out and they passed that point in the books, the show did. And so it kind of fell off there a little bit. You saw the the strings, maybe not as well attached with this. It's based on basically a history that he already wrote. So they're not going to be having to like guess and wait on things because they're going to be working with George R. R. Martin. And I really like, and it's a story that we don't know the ending to because with the show, there was always those people who had read the books and say, I know it's going to happen in this way, but, that's not really going to be a thing. Maybe there's little things, but I, I mean, I, this is the show I'm the most excited for out of any show in the world. I love Game of Thrones. 10 out of 10. Give me some fucking dragons. I love it. Josh. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, you know, the uh, attachments to the books kind of helped and hurt at the same time the show, right? Because at the same time, mm-hmm. it's incredible source material. It doesn't get made without the books, obviously. Yeah. Um, but once it gets past it, you're you're still tied to the lore that's still there and whatever happened on top of that, where this new show is going to be completely free range. They get, you know, it's open hunting. They can do whatever the fuck they want with any of the characters and really just uh, do whatever the fuck, you yeah. know, anything. I, I looked it up. Oh. It's 300 years, sorry, before uh, the events okay, of any yeah. Game of Thrones. I think that's content, Dance of so. Dragons. So, what I, okay, one house. About the season eight. Um, okay, the episode that a lot of people didn't like, besides the Night King one, was when Danny burned down King's Landing. I didn't like season eight, but I loved that episode. And I thought that is exactly what was going to happen. In the series, it just, they kind of rushed it. That was what was going to happen. So maybe they didn't do a good a job for, foreshadowing that, but that is definitely what was going to happen. And if that is just a taste of we're going to see dragons burning down cities in this, oh my God, I loved it. I There's nothing better. 
than watching a dragon light a ton of people on fire. I don't know. Maybe I'm a simple man, but I fucking loved it. They did do a great job, too, of building up the hype and suspense of the dragons where, like, mm-hmm. I feel like throughout each, especially the first three seasons, you saw action from the dragons once every, you know, maybe like once a season. Yeah. And every episode, you're like, this is the one, this is the one. That's what really kept me hooked part of the way, too, was just the fact that, like, I want to see these dragons in action. And then, yeah, that burning of King's Landing was just, like, the absolute pinnacle of everything. And we're going to be maybe entering a world that has, like, 50 dragons. Think about <laughs> yeah. that. Like, so that'll be just absolutely insane. I'm sure the budget on this TV show is going to be quite high, but I... They've learned from Game of Thrones that they certainly could make that amount of money. Josh, do you have anything on this before we go to our voicemail? Yeah, I'm just going to throw in just a little bit of caution with this show, though, just to play put on the other hat because I, I'm, I'm a little worried about series burnout because that's what I feel like uh, season eight specifically kind of uh, suffered from. And maybe there's enough time and, and gap between this show and the next that it's going to be – or the, the actual Game of Thrones that it's going to be fine. But I'm thinking of like, like, I don't know, Harry Potter and – uh fucking uh uh walking dead specifically like there's just there's too much too much shit and and i just i will counter you by saying game of thrones makes harry potter and the walking dead look like just nothing i I agree maybe i'm a nerd i like i have a freaking map of westeros to the left of me (laughs) in my room and (laughs) i think i'm still a little more excited about the lord of the rings spinoff though i think for me at least which shot yeah, Amazon got it. They it was that? a huge bidding war. Uh, I think it's around the same time. I'm sure they're going to be competing with each other. Is for that like, going to be like what? Is that about the Fellowship of the Ring? Or is this a new time Hobbit? New, like, new time completely, just set in the same universe. Wow, yeah. So that that Wait. should also be really good. Speaking of, okay, well, let's before we go to NFL Week 13. Great friend of the program, Stephen Young, has a voicemail for us. Let's see what he's got in store for us this week. What is a pineapple yeah. couch? Love having Jeff on the pod. Jeff, miss you, love you, but easy on the Matt Stafford slander. What do you expect a quarterback to do when he plays the franchise, Detroit Lions? They're always down, they're always losing. What do you want him to do? Just go out there and throw fucking picks? Like, he's going to go down there, lead a two-minute offense when it's... He was totally about to say, like, Philip Rivers, but he held it back. down so much. Easy on the slander. I think if the Niners trade for Stafford in the offseason, they will be a Super Bowl, probably a Super Bowl champion, but easily in the Super Bowl. Easy. And uh, just calling to say that sometimes a good old Twitter rant about a bearded hamster will get them fired, and it did. So kind of debating doing a Twitter rant for the frog. Like, talk <laughs> about a shit show. Like, I was legit laughing so hard because I could not believe – that a paid NFL coach was calling a shotgun up the middle handoff. 20 seconds left, down 10, with no timeouts. That is something a six-year-old does in Madden NFL football because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Then, the next play, it's a spike. Next play, it's a delay fade incomplete. Then on the three-yard line in shotgun, they run up Herbert to the offensive line for a QB sneak when everyone else on the offense is running a pass. Like, offensive line's doing pass protection. Receivers are running routes, and you have Herbert diving up the middle into a defensive lineman, getting his shit rocked to end the game. So I'm jumping on the bandwagon, fire the frog. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. No more frogs. No fly zone. All right, Stephen, thank you for the voicemail. We are glad you got rid of Matt Patricia. As a Charger fan, I am hoping we fire the frogs soon. Before we get into NFL Week 13, I want to talk about two things with you. Obviously, as a Raider fan, it must have been enjoyable to watch the frog fuck it up. I mean, that was just vintage Chargers. But I'm here to talk to you about the Raiders. What the fuck happened, pal? <laughs> So this happened last season as well too, where the Raiders are six and four. Uh, they were six and four last season too, and ended up on the season six and eleven. No, yeah, six and or six and ten. Excuse me. So this is a classic position where now everyone has understood what John Gruden's offense is, and now they just shut it down. Atlanta, who doesn't have a terrible defense, but they have a you know an okay defense, 
really just understood that if you get to Derek Carr and you sack him or you touch him, he will drop the ball every single time. I saw a stat this year that yep. Derek Carr has been sacked 17 times, and he has fumbled on, I think it was eight or nine of those sacks. Oof. So the ratio of sack to fumble is like, that's the recipe to beat the Raiders is just hit Derek Carr and he's going to drop the ball. Watching that offense not be able to figure anything out, it, I was speechless, absolutely spe- speechless. I, I really just didn't understand why it wasn't going. And then I realized that John Gruden is so, so stuck on running the ball when the Raiders have a terrible run offense. Like, it's not that good. Compared to the rest of the league, they don't have a good run offense. Sure, they have Josh Jacobs, but he's he, he's battered and bruised now. Now he's got a sprained ankle, and I don't think he's even playing this week. So, overall, my reaction is I had the number five last week. The fifth best team in the league. I think they've dropped now to like my 16th or 17th best team. <laughs> oh. oh, that's brutal, Kyle. Talk uh, about honestly, was... I'm scared for this weekend. I am so scared, not because <laughs> not because we're playing the Jets, but what could happen and what the final score will be. Not that the Raiders will lose. By God, I hope they don't lose. But I'm terrified that they're going to win on a game-winning field goal or some ridiculous, stupid play that the Jets do that the Raiders get a turnover on and they're actually able to win that way instead of winning handedly like they should. I was fully convinced two weeks ago the Chargers were going to lose to the Jets. Like I had, I just was like, the Chargers were the team that lost to the Browns when they went 1-15. So it's was like, they're going to do it again. The Raiders, hopefully they avoid that. Um, then let's get into it, gentlemen. Let's get into NFL Week 13. Obviously, a lot of lines are a little weird right now with the whole Corona stuff. So there's two Monday night football games and a Tuesday game. We just had a Wednesday game where the Steelers beat RG3 and the Ravens. And it, who was it? McCluskey who came in? No, uh, <laughs> McWorley. Mc, McClor- McWorley? Mc, McWorley, I think it's. Some, it's he was Terry McClorley? Yeah, something like that. Me, Terry McLaurin's long lost brother. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, White quarterback. McSwarley. It, it, it might be McSwarley, actually. McSwarley. Yeah, yeah, Trace, Wait, it's Trace McSwarley. Someone get him a McDonald's sponsorship. That's such a fucking good name, dude. I, I, I hope he becomes yeah, a starter one day. That'd be amazing. Oh, he's the third? Trace yeah. McSwarley, the third. God damn. Damn. Probably has like a castle somewhere. His Hopefully. family owns. All right, oh. let's get into um, let's get into these games, gentlemen. Um, and if I don't mention a game, it's because I don't have a line on it. Line up it. I don't have the line for it yet. But if you guys do, just chime in. Um, let's just start going through it. We got the Bengals at the Dolphins. The Bengals, no Joe Burrow. He had a successful surgery, so we're hoping to see him back well ah. next season. Um, the Dolphins are favored by eleven and a half. Josh just spilled an IPA all over himself. Um, you can get. You can get the Bengals money line at plus 410, and the over-under is 42.5. Kyle, I'll start with you. How are you feeling about this? The Dolphins have lost a little steam from that momentum everyone was giving them for, you know, with Tua in there, and now Tua's out. It was all me and Andrew, by the way. All the <laughs> Uh, this is this is a stay-away game for me, especially minus 11.5 on Same. the Dolphins. I mean, honestly, if I was looking to bet this, I would probably – lean towards the Bengals plus 11 and a half. Everyone was saying when Tua, when they put Tua in for Fitzpatrick, they were saying how great Fitzpatrick was running the offense. He didn't look that great last weekend. He was making some stupid mistakes. He was a little sloppy out there. Maybe that's because it's been his first game in a while, but I'm not sure if I trust Fitzmagic over uh, for 11 and a half points, that is. Yeah. I see, Josh, you go, and then I might do something sure. stupid. Okay. Um, to me, this game has backdoor cover written all over it. I I, uh, I don't trust this line at all. And I think the the Bengals looked terrible last week. Um, but goddamn, like I, I think that it's a professional football team still to some degree. Yeah, you fuck know, it. I, I'm taking the Bengals plus 11 and a half. All right. I've gotten fucked on so many backdoor covers the past couple of weeks. I might just take some dogs this week. Bengals plus 11 and a half, make it a best you know what, bet. You know what? I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm going to join in that best bet because I, that's what I'm leaning strongly towards too. And the fact that you're confident in it has me confident as well. So I'm going to go Bengals plus 11 and a half, best bet. Hell yeah, it's, Kyle. Let's get it. I, I just can't do it to uh, the Dolphins because this is a must. <laughs> it's a must win, by the way, just to, yeah. to give you the other side. It's a must win for the Dolphins if they want to stay in the playoff hunt. So it was a Raiders the, game last week. 
True. True. <laughs> Fair enough. But I yeah. mean, you know, we'll uh, see. Patriots um, have a chance actually. Uh, more on that later. But the Patriots we'll might have a chance at taking the Dolphins spot. Um, we'll see. Uh, let's go to the next game. We got the Browns at the Titans. Um, Tennessee is favored by six. You can get the Browns money line at plus two fifteen over under fifty three and a half points. Um, this is a very, very interesting game because I think the Browns are frauds, but I don't know because they have a good record. And also I'm kind of terrified of the Titans now that Derrick Henry's running again. So based on that logic, the Browns are frauds and Derrick Henry should be MVP. If it's not Mahomes, I will take the Titans minus six. Kyle. I'm also going to take Titans minus six. Browns beat shit teams. They don't beat good teams. And when they win, they don't win by a lot. And when they lose, they do lose by a lot. So I'm going Titans okay. minus six. No doubt in my mind. Hell yeah, Josh. Um, just for the record, they have identical records right now. They're I know. Both, uh, and the Titans are so much better. I, I agree with you guys, for sure. Um, but I'm staying away from the spread. But I will be taking the over, over 53 Ooh. and a half. Because I think this is going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, I don't know if Miles Garrett's playing. I... I feel like I fuck up the injury report every week because I thought both Galladay and Swift. Yeah, that's that's true. But I, um, if Miles Garrett isn't playing, I think this over is a lock. Honestly, it's is how I see it. Okay, well, so Kyle and I are on the Titans minus six. Josh is on the over, and I believe Big Dog is locking the Browns plus six. Yeah, I Foolish. think it's gonna be close. Foolish. I think it's gonna be close. Honestly, <laughs> um, I would Browns, like to say, Josh, you just reminded me. I do have the over-under and a tease later that I'll get to when we get to the second leg of the tease. However, I'm fading you on this, Josh. So we'll talk about that later. Ooh, wow. All right, next game. This is our Charmin Ultra Toilet Bowl shit game of the week. It is the Lions at the Bears. A little NFC North divisional battle. The Bears are favored by three. You get the Lions money line at plus 140. And the over-under on this game is 44 and a half. Yeah, the Bears are so bad. I'm gonna take the team that's. I'm gonna take the dog. Give me Lions plus three. Shout out Stephen Young, Josh, then Kyle. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bears minus three. I think there might be some. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, but like the no head coach smell to this Lions team that could potentially help. You know, it helps the it's, Texans it's, and it's, Falcons. Exactly. I think there is gonna be something to that, and I don't like having the first game of firing your head coach because i think in the nfl it actually is to somewhat of your advantage because they don't get fired mid-season unless things are atrocious i mean you saw i just uh briefly throw it back i mean lions players were celebrating at the end of like last season that way they didn't have to work with matt patricia anymore was the thing they were like drinking uh alcohol and shit in the locker room i think was like a, a report i read yeah it's hilarious though um that being said i didn't think the bears looked offensively didn't look terrible with Mitch Trubisky with some plays. I'm going to say maybe maybe there's something to this. So let's go Bears minus three. If I have to bet on this, we're going Bears. Kyle. Nick Foles has gone from <clears throat> big dick Nick to little dick Nick now. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Is, is, is it Trubisky starting? I, as far as I'm aware, yes. But if I mean, Nick Foles I, is starting, I'll take the Lions. <laughs> push come to shove. I don't care who's starting at the Bears at quarterback. I don't have any faith in betting on either of those quarterbacks. If you put Stafford, you put Trubisky, and you put Nick Foles in front of me, and God forbid those are my three options, I have to go with Stafford. So I'm going Lions plus three. Yeah, All right, let's fair. go. Honestly. Kyle and I are on the same three things so far. I like that. Might be a little dangerous, though. Um, next, Colts at Texans. The Colts are favored by three and a half after they got the shit kicked out of them by the Titans last week. Um, the Texans money line is at plus 165. The over under is at 50. Um, you guys know I'm going to take the Colts. I love Phil and I'm going to do this. Um, I've learned something from a good friend, Kyle. I'm not going to buy a half point like I usually do. I'm going to buy a full point and I'm going to get the Colts to minus two and a half. Best bet, Kyle and then Josh. That is the same exact move I have. I think with the Texans losing Will Fuller, they have what's his name? Kiki Kuti. Is that the guy's name? The receiver? Yeah, Cody. Cody. I think it, I think Kiki it's Cody. Cody. Oh, Cody. 
Yeah. Um, Isn't it like it looks fancy. though? Yeah, like... it looks fancy. It looks fancy, but I, I think everyone I've heard pronounce it is Cody. Maybe they're mispronouncing it though, because I feel like it should be Cooty or whatever the fuck else. Yeah. Regardless, the Texans are god awful on defense. Oh, their oh. offense. They're also releasing. Sorry, Kenny Stills as well. Yeah. So that's so that's literally their only receiver out there is uh, my boy Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not much to say about this. I think it's pretty obvious. You buy the point, and you oh, go to Cooks. Cooks oh, minus two and a half. Cooks. Cooks they got rid of Cooks. You always, yeah, they have Brandon Cooks. He's that guy you always forget about. I don't, I don't know, man. Like he just, he's been around. He's so a guy many that the, everyone says is good, but it's like, why has he been on five teams in the last six years? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He was like, <laughs> and he always goes like fourth round in every fantasy draft. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's just gonna get yeah. you like thirty points randomly yeah. one week. And, and Josh, I, do you have any plays on this? Yeah, I'm gonna take the full spread. Let's go. Call it's minus three and a half. It's risky. It's ballsy. I I don't like that you guys are both by the point, but fuck it. I'm I'm a man. Let's do this three and a half. All right. I'm a man right. with literally soiled pants from the beer he just spilled. So yeah, that was awesome. Exploding. But yeah, I the Colts have burned me all year, but I just think they're. I think they're so much better than the Texans. I know the Texans have been getting a lot of love recently, but I just think they're so much better than the Texans. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to our next game, the Jags at the Vikings. The Vikings are favored by 10. Jags money line at plus 375. Over under on this game is 51. I have no play. Kyle, to you. I've got a play, and now I'm realizing I think I have a play on every game except for the Raiders game here, but um, <laughs> what we're going to do, I'm going Jacksonville 10 and a half. I do not have faith in this Vikings team. They're so hot and cold. And I know Kirk Cousins is on a little bit of a hot streak right now. But these this Jaguars team, even without um, – oh, why am I blanking on him right now? Uh, Shark? DJ Shark or Minshew? No, Minshew. Minshew. Yeah. They've been a little feisty recently, and they've been staying in the James Robinson is the reason. Yeah. He's fucking incredible. He's I think yeah. he's like top three rushing right now in the whole league. It's insane. And, and Chenault, too is actually yeah. like a really decent player and he's like kind of a dynamic like utility player on their team running the ball receiving the ball um i think this jacksonville team has enough fight in them to keep it somewhat close and i like the half point on the 10 because they can lose by a field goal and a touchdown and still cover the spread That's i like point. that who uh, is james robin james robinson undrafted rookie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, Josh, the reason why they let go of Fournette was because they must have seen how good Robinson was or something. I, I don't know. Maybe that's giving the Jaguars too much credit. But How do you miss that as a as a scout? How do you miss that in the draft? Like this guy who's clearly a dominant running back and no one drafted him. It's it's because it's the running back. I, I personally think well, I think yeah, just think about looking at the Metcalf draft. True. That oh, yeah. is some wild shit. I do not understand how no one took him. I still do not understand how he like lasted that three cone drill. I told you last episode is a three cone drill. I know, drill. but that is the dumbest thing of all time. He's like the biggest dude I've ever seen. Um, he's so AJ good. AJ Brown's really good though, to be fair. I mean, but yeah, DK. Oh yeah, but I mean, didn't I they still think take, he's like Nikhil Harry over him? Yeah, the Patriots did. And uh, Marquise Brown as well for the Ravens, and yeah. there was one other guy. Debo like, went. Debo went, but that's, I, I like Debo. I, I like Debo. Debo he's just a little yeah. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh, did you have a play on this? No, I'm leaning the Jags because they've been playing a lot of close, but I, I, I just don't. I, and you're talking about who's their quarterback? Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like it's. I, I just I'm can't. Fucking, I, I mean, I don't the trust I don't the Vikings. Remember. It's it's somebody. It's not um, Luton Ludden or whatever the fuck yeah. his name. Oh, it's Glennon. Him. It's Mike Lennon. Glennon. Mike that's Glennon. That's Jesus. Mike Lennon. The return. T forty five. Must be. I Talk about a guy that. who cashed down the NFL for literally no reason at all. That guy got paid <laughs> by the Bears. He got absolutely Jesus. paid by them. Yeah, my favorite. Like three years. games in that season. Years. I'm sorry. No, well, okay. my favorite. My favorite story with the Bears is that uh, he they had him starting over uh, Mitch Trubisky, probably rightfully. And uh, I remember after like week one, I think he like narrowly lost, and he's like, "This is my team," and something like that. And it's fucking Mike Lennon. You just drafted a guy second overall. <laughs> it just seems like a tool. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to our next game then. It's Raiders at the Jets. The Raiders are favored by nine. You can get the Jets money line at plus three ten over under forty seven. Kyle, I'll go straight to you on this. How you feeling? Stay away. 
I'm staying Stay away, away from everything to Josh. Okay. Smart, Josh. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna also stay away because I fuck if I don't trust these fucking Raiders at all anymore. I I went too big on them last week and they burned me. God damn it, they burned me, Kyle. And I blame yeah. blame you and Chris. It's my own fault, but I blame you guys. Um, I wasn't gonna I, do. A pl- I paid the consequences. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I'll take say the I over. Think, Brian, I thought you had to play on this. Actually, I don't. I'll take the over. I thought, I thought you had a bet against the Jets every week. It was it was with your Chiefs like parlay? Yeah, I kind of stopped doing that when the the spread started <laughs> being like fifteen and a half. It was like four straight losses. I was like, you know what? I'll just stop losing yeah, money. Purposely. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but I'll take the over. I'll take the over forty seven in uh, Raiders Jets. I don't know. I could see like because I want to take the Raiders because I really think the Raiders are going to win by like twenty five. Like I think they're going to kick the shit out of them. But I don't trust. I, do I the the Raiders are like. I don't know. It's like I know they're arch rivals with the Chargers, but they have this like bond of fucking things up that like Raiders and Chargers fans don't like each other. But I know deep down they both know that the other fan base just gets fucked over just as much. So that's I think the Raiders are gonna win by a lot, but I don't trust it. So I will take the over forty seven because I think the Raiders can put up some points. And because I didn't last week, if you're not gonna put it up against the Jets, I don't know who you're gonna put it up against. So let's go to our next game, gentlemen. Saints at Falcons. Saints minus three. Falcons plus 130. Over under is 45 points in this game. And this is my lock. I'm going to lock the Saints minus three. They're going to kick the shit out of the Falcons. The Saints have not lost a game where Drew Brees in the last two years where Drew Brees doesn't start. So Saints minus three lock. Josh, thank you. I'm uh, I'm gonna jump in on you uh, with you. I think that's the only good thing that's happened about the uh, the blowout last week for the Raiders is this line fucking shrank is the best part. So minus three, I think the Saints are probably the best team in the NFC. It doesn't really matter who's quarterbacking. Their defense is fantastic, and I think the Falcons just had one of those fluke games where they just looked incredible. So let's go Saints minus three. To Kyle. I'm going to fade both of you. Wow. I'm going best bet Falcons, two and a half. The Dirty Birds. Reason reason being, these home dogs have been pretty frisky this season. And I have more more to come um, in a couple games here. But I just think with this divisional – with it's divisional game first and foremost. So divisional games are always frisky to begin with. And second of all, Taysom Hill hasn't really showed us a whole lot. Like, yeah, okay, they beat – they kicked the shit out of the Broncos who had a – practice squad wide receiver as their quarterback. So nothing really impressive there. I just think that this, I think the Falcons have a true shot at actually winning this game for the fact that first of all, home dogs have been up this year. And second of all, just a divisional game, anything can happen in that game. So I think I have, I think I'm just going to take the risk and take the two and a half from the Falcons. I, I think you're softening the blow from last week and you're just, you're just begging. You're pleading that the the, the Falcons are a great team. The Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl. The Falcons are. (laughs) God damn. You you know, the sleeper team in the NFC is the Falcons. (laughs) What's their record? Are they like four and six? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. They've been better since Dan Quinn left. Yeah. While you check that, we'll go to our four and seven. There we go. Four and seven, I guess. I mean, they're, they're dead. Um, let's go to our game of the week, gentlemen. A divisional game, just like the last. It's the Rams at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are, or the Rams are favored by three points. The Cardinals are the home dog at plus 130. Over under on this game is 48. Kyle, you teased that you liked home dogs. Is this, is this what you were talking about? Another the best bet for me, Cardinals plus three. Ooh. Any uh, thoughts on that? You Rams frauds, or you love the Cardinals? Why are we thinking that? So the Rams are kind of like the Vikings in that they're just super hot and super cold. I, d- I don't have a lot of confidence betting on them just for that reason alone. Like they were, what, seven-point favorites to the Niners, and they got the shit kicked out of them? I mean, mm-hmm. granted, that's that's Shanahan, really. I think I think I was reading somewhere that Shanahan is 4-0 in the last two seasons against Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, you know, I don't have a lot of re- reasoning. I don't have a lot of logic behind it. I just really feel cards plus three is a great play. I like that, and sometimes that's all you need. I, I'll fade that. I'm going to go Rams minus three because I like – I don't believe in the Cardinals very much, and I think I'm just still kind of pissed about them. 
um, about that DeAndre Hopkins catch uh, in the end zone against the Bills that literally took my soul away. Um, so maybe I'm holding that against them. I'm still upset. So I'll take the Rams minus three. Josh, what do you got? Yeah, I'm also going with the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals, as with plus on any spread, being the underdog, it's I, I think it's good value every time. I, I really like the Cardinals. I think they can compete with anybody. And even if they do lose this game, I, I think it's going to be close. And I, I don't trust the Rams still. At the, I think that we're catching this game at a really weird time because the Cardinals are on a two-game slide. The Rams just lost, obviously, in a pretty embarrassing loss. I mean, if we're being objective, it's it's still an embarrassing loss against the the Rams or the uh, Niners. I mean, still yeah. considering they had their people back, but it's still like against fucking what, what's the quarterback? Um, uh, God, Mullins, Bethard, Mullins, M- Mullins. Be- Bethard didn't play, right? I'm, no, I just yeah, you know, those are their two backups. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, Mullins. And it's, it's okay, still, so you're it's, in the cards. Goff looked at, Let's, terrible. Yeah, let's go to our. We got. I'll go. Let's go to this next game. We got New York Giants at the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by ten. Giants money line plus three eighty five. Over under forty seven and a half. I don't believe Daniel Jones is playing. No, I read an article. He's not, not slated. Glimmer, glimmer of hope. Glimmer of hope was a description. So that's not very convincing in my eyes. Yeah, so I'm oh, staying like away from this because I feel like Jones? I don't know. The Seahawks sometimes play weird games. I'm just going to stay away and not have action on this giant Seahawks game. Do either of you have something? Josh? Yeah. Um, I have a tease. I'm going to tease this line down because I don't trust the fucking Seahawks still, but like I like them much better than the Giants, especially without Daniel Jones. I'm going to tease this line down with the Titans. Six-point tease. We're going to do a Titans at even odds and the Seahawks minus four. I like that. Kyle? Yep. I have missed... A lot of opportunity this year on a good team playing a backup quarterback. So I am taking the Seahawks minus ten because most most teams who have who are decent, you know, above five hundred that have played a backup quarterback, especially for the first game they're actually out there starting, have demolished them. And I don't trust the Giants to begin with, and I, I don't think the line would be too much different if Daniel Jones was playing. Like it might be what seven and a half, eight points. Yeah, eight and a half. Uh, I think you're right. Okay, and I just think that if Colt McCoy is starting, like we've seen, like everyone's trying to be like, oh, Colt McCoy didn't look so bad last game, but we've been on this ride before with Colt McCoy, where everyone's like, oh, he's actually not that bad. He plays. <laughs> 2011. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, wait. Oh, gun to your head. Who's winning the NFC East? I, we gotta do this every week. It's, it's oh, it's Redskins. Like I'm sorry, football team. Woo! Let's go. I thought I would have said Giants before. The Daniel, Daniel Jones got hurt, but I'll I'll stick with yeah yeah I'll stick with the Giants. I still think the Giants are gonna win this division. Fuck I it. I think I looked up their schedule. They actually have a relatively tough schedule though, and that's why I kind of went off of them. Um, yeah, their their next four it's Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, then Cowboys. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's why I I kind of cold stopped takes. The that was a freezing Giants. cold take by me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think the Giants are probably the best team, maybe. But I, yeah, I, I think the Washington football team is going to come away with the division. Oh, that's ridiculous. When, when they, when they desperately need a quarterback, <laughs> they're, they're going to get like a mid-round pick. It's great. God, it's insane. All <laughs> right, let's go yeah. to the next game. We got Patriots at the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by a point. You can get the Patriots money line, or the Patriots are favored by a point. Excuse me. You can get the Chargers money line at minus one hundred five, over under at forty seven and a half. Um, I obviously don't have a play on this game. What I'm confused about here is I think if Bill Belichick is matched up against Anthony Lynn, the Patriots should be favored <laughs> by at least eighteen points, <laughs> or is it like twenty five? Like how? Like legitimately, I think Bill Belichick in a game versus him and Anthony Lynn, he might get you twenty points. So I'm not touching it, but I'm. I just get rid of him this week. Get rid of the frog. Kyle, then Josh, you have anything on this? I'm staying away. You know, these questionable lines that were just like, this should be a, a different spread. I'm I'm staying away from now. Josh, I think it was you last week who every single time you said there was a questionable spread and then you bet on it, you lost. Yeah, I lost <laughs> yeah. a lot of bets last week. Well, no, but yeah. like you made you made a comment you, yeah. on on a few of them. You're like, I don't know about this line. This line seems weird, but I'm going to go with the favorite because that's what I feel like who's going to win. And then yeah. it lost every time. I, think, I got burned. I think. The, well, I th- I'm not trying to like attack you. I think the lesson learned here is like these questionable <laughs> lines are just stay away games in general. 
did you guys see the thread Vegas that went around the me. other day about how Vegas, the full, like how Vegas, like this guy did this whole elaborate thing about how Vegas is corrupt, and they're like the four biggest, the four biggest teams who had the most money on them last weekend all lost in crazy ways right at the end. And this guy did this whole <laughs> crazy thing explaining how Vegas is like um, corrupt. Pepe Sylvia. Yeah. Pepe I mean, Sylvia. I, I agreed with it last week because I lost so much. I was like, yeah, fucking Vegas. <laughs> but uh, Probably not true. Um, let's go to the next game. Um, well, wait, yeah. Josh, did you have something on was, this? My bad. Well, I just had a comment. I, I'm staying away because, yeah, it's questionable. But I think what you should do, Ryan, because I'm, I'm putting thoughts in your head now, I think you should sell the points here. You should, you should get it to minus 18. <laughs> get crazy odds on it. And then uh, the maybe – Get to minus 18. Yeah, and then and then hope the uh, the the Chargers do actually fire Anthony Lynn if it comes through. So you 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 know you come through. Yeah. See, the thing is, it's like if I take the Patriots minus eighteen, the Chargers are going to lose on a field goal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get screwed anyway with this team. Um, Okay. Next game, Eagles at Packers. Packers favored by eight and a half. Eagles money line plus three ten over under forty seven and a half. I don't have a bet on this game, but I'm really sick and tired of watching Carson Wentz on TV. Kyle, then Josh. I, I'm not. I don't really have a bet on this game either. I, if I had to choose, I would lean the Packers just because Aaron Rodgers kind of seems to be really getting on pace, especially with Alan Lazard coming back. And I agree with you. I hate watching Carson Wentz play. But then he d- pulls a Carson Wentz thing out of his ass where he throws a hell mary and kills the spread. So yeah, fuck me so hard. Yeah, I'm full on staying away from this game. Josh? Yeah, initially I wanted to tease this game down, but um, fucking Aaron Rodgers, dude. He, he, he's burned me so many fucking times this year. I, I'm not – no, no. You've, you've lost your my privilege. Or, All right, yeah, wow. Privilege. Stern message from Josh to Aaron Rodgers. Fucking um, Aaron Let's Rodgers. go to our Sunday night game this week is the Broncos at the Chiefs. Lord. Um, Chiefs are favored by 14 – Plus 650 Broncos money line over under 51. I mean, I'm taking the Chiefs minus 14 because I kind of have to, but I don't love it. I don't. I don't feel good about this at all, honestly. Wait, well, does the the Broncos have a quarterback yet? Yeah, yeah, they they are. Uh, they're well. I, the reports are that uh, yeah, like one of them is gonna play. <laughs> so okay. that's the minus I'm 14. Scares me. I'm just gonna take the Chiefs minus 14 because they haven't covered the spread in a while, and I feel like they're bound to do it. And I'm an idiot. Um, Josh, then Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I um, I agree with you. Um, I I like the Chiefs minus fourteen, but again, I think the Broncos aren't that bad. Is the thing they're not minus fourteen bad. I think that was just ex- extremely ridiculous circumstances last week to play with a wide receiver from what was it, Division two school. What was the where was the dude was from Hamlin? Like whatever and i think they're gonna look they're gonna look so much better this week is the thing with an actual guy that played quarterback you know two weeks ago or something you know it's 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 nine day it really is and I, i'm stay away Jared Kyle. um i have been on the chiefs all season and i will continue to do so so chiefs minus oh, yeah. i'm saying 13 and a half 14 i would take it either way um really doesn't make too much difference either push or lose but I also have another best bet on this game, too, that I want to tie back to my comment on the Tennessee-Cleveland game, mm, where I nice to fade you. I'm actually going to take a seven-point tease on the under for both games. So I'm going to tease oh, wow. this one up, total points up to 57.5, and, mm. and then tease the Tennessee-Cleveland game up to 60.5 and, and under like on both. So reason being... I feel like with the Chiefs, and I, I hate that I am going to bet on them and I'm going to say this, but this is going to be a game where they don't give a shit about. The Broncos just got the shit kicked out of them last game. They're sitting pretty at the number two seed. They're probably not going to get the number one seed because the the Steelers have an easy schedule. Uh, so I think this might be a low-scoring game just because the Chiefs might not give a shit. And the Broncos have a really good defense. Like, Truth be told, they that's the one like beacon of hope coming out of that team. And with the Tennessee-Cleveland game, I think it's going to be a run-heavy game. Both teams are going to want to control the clock because both teams think they have the better running offense. So I think they're going to be, there's going to be a lot of game management in that Tennessee-Cleveland game to where I don't think the total points will get to 60. I like that. A lot of nice analysis there. Um, I, I kind of I – I didn't have the over in that uh, 
Tennessee Cleveland game like Josh did, but I do I really like the point about it's going to be a total slugfest with the run game. Right. Those are arguably the two best running teams in the league. I mean, I guess you can include the Ravens, but um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh, um, you took you. I already talked to you, right, Josh? About this one, yeah. Yeah, sorry, folks. You know, I'm, I'm running on fumes here. That's what we're doing. All right, we got. Did I skip any Sunday games? Because now I'm on to a Monday game. Okay, good. No. So we got no, Bills at 49ers on Monday. Again, we're just going to preview the Monday game because we will be talking on Sunday night. But if you want to get anything out there right now, like I'm going to do. Um, so the 49ers are actually favored by a point here. And you can get the Bills money line at minus 105 over under 47. This line is terrifying. We're talking about Kyle, how he said this line is weird. I don't want to take it, and he lost all of them. This line is beyond weird. I don't. I'm going to take the Bills plus one because of the Stallion, but that might be the most shocking line I've seen all season. Right? Or am I overreacting? No, I agree. I don't think it's that shocking. Personally. I think it's Why? pretty shocking. And But if I had to lean either way, I would say Niners minus one because the obvious pick here is the Bills. Yeah, See, it's and that's fun. why. I it's like a lot of the I'm, money, all the money's going into San Francisco. Also, sixty-one percent of the the uh, distribution is going on the San Francisco spread. It pro- it's just a home dog favorite. Niners to the playoffs a little. I was reading on like Reddit and Twitter that there's a path, but I don't see that happening really. I mean, they would need this win to do it. I'm I gotta take the Bills though. Yeah. I mean, I respect Kyle's logic 100 billion percent. I've done that before, too. But I just, I guess I have a little, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Bills plus one. Yeah, I, um, I'm um, i also taking Bills plus one. I, I, I think, honestly, I was thinking about it this week. If there's any team with an outside shot at the Super Bowl, what team would it be? So, out of the so, top of your head. So, like, is that discounting Steelers and Chiefs? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, like, I outside mean, shots, Raiders. Dark Horse, Super Bowl. I mean, I think you go Bills and you go... Uh... That, there there you go. I mean, that's my point. It's the Bills. I think the Bills are the closest thing to a Super Bowl team. They're, I think they're just under the Chiefs, Steelers, and the AFC, I think. They're, I think they're the best team out of that bunch. So, yeah, I think this this is a game that the Bills should win if that's that's true. And I like, I like their chances. I, I like Bills plus one as an underdog. All right, so we all think the Bills should win. So Josh and I bet on them, and Kyle did the reverse, which I respect, and is on the 49ers. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna test the logic here. I'm gonna do best bet minor, Niners minus one and a half, or okay. one. I like that. minus one. Okay. Yeah. Um, do we have the lines on the other Monday games? I'm not seeing them. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Cowboys Ravens Ravens by seven and a half, Steelers Washington Steelers by eight. I'm going to hold off on betting on those until our Sunday podcast because that I don't like either of those yeah, lines. Did anything jump out to either of you? No. no. Maybe it's That's about it. Okay. Well, all right. Let's recap our best bets. And then also, apologies on Instagram. We will have our graphic again next week. Just been a busy past week. Um, all right. I'll start off with my best bets to wrap Your up. Your record, too. Um, I am 54, 53, and 5. One game over 500. Let's go. Um, I have the Bengals plus 11 and a half, the Titans minus six, the Lions plus three in the Charmin Ultra Bowl toilet bowl game of the week. I have the Colts buying a full point, getting them to minus two and a half. Rams minus three in the best game of the week against the Cardinals. Bills plus one against the 49ers. Saints minus three versus the Falcons as my lock. Over 47 in Raiders Jets and the Chiefs minus 14 to Kyle and then to Josh. All right, listeners, you might want to kick back, relax here for a quick minute because this is going to take a while. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm three and seven on locks, twenty and thirty overall. I'm excuse me, nineteen and thirty overall. Bengals plus eleven and a half, Titans minus six, Lions plus three in the Charmin Ultra Bowl, Falcons plus two and a half, Seahawks minus ten, KC minus thirteen and a half, Colts buying the point minus two and a half. Jacksonville plus ten and a half, Cardinals plus three, Niners minus one, and I don't have a lock this week. So my lock of the week is going to be the teaser for Kansas City and Denver. The under 
at 57 and a half and Tennessee Cleveland under at 60 and a half. I like that. You got a full card. It's going to be quite a Sunday for you, Kyle. A lot quite of a Sunday. Um, Josh to you. Yeah. Um, I'm 32, 36 and four. I don't have my lock record, but I have a feeling it's abysmal. I bet it's like three and seven, probably yeah. three and eight, maybe. Um, but anyways, here we go. Uh, I got the over 53 and a half, uh, Browns Titans game bears minus three in the Charmin ultra game of the week. Colts minus three and a half. Philip rivers. If you fucking burn me this week, it's your time's up too. Easy. Buddy. Sorry. Easy. Saints minus three. Bills plus one. Oh, I jumped the gun there. Cardinals plus three. Should have been earlier if we're going by, you know, linear events. And then this is going to be my lock as well. I'm going to lock my tees. Six point tees. Seahawks minus four. And then the Titans to a uh, just win uh, even line spread. All right. Well, that should. I think Kyle is frozen. Can you hear me still? <laughs> Oh, I can hear yeah. him now. Yeah. Um, but that is our preview of NFL Week 13. Be sure to follow the Pineapple Couch on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we'll have our full best bet preview on Saturday on Instagram. Josh and Kyle, thank you so much for joining as always. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Everybody have a good weekend and we'll see you Sunday. Later. Thank you.